0: Listen, I know it's Summer League. I know these games don't count. Hell, these games don't count even more than the games don't count in the preseason. But still, when you play the Lakers and you lose, I don't know, Matthew, I just don't like it, man. It's because I just don't like the Lakers. (laughs) So losing to the Lakers makes me mad.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. I feel like I, I watched like maybe a half of the other games, and of course this one... Full of Lakers fans. The crowd's going crazy the whole time. I mean, you got this little scrawny, these chronic guys out there because the sun's making game winners, like of course. But you know what? We beat them in the postseason, so that's all that matters. And it's good to see the boys, the fellas. Yes. On the sideline. That was pretty cool. Um, it was a lot of hype. The summer league, I feel like every year he's building into something bigger i know last year wasn't there but it kind of made up for last year it's just always a showing of all these players from other teams and the support is always there so it's it's fun to watch for a fan too
0: yeah for sure and i think it's really as you mentioned it's growing and growing and i remember you know years ago when the summer league was half of the league and you know, there was no one in the stands and no one was showing up, and they were they had like uh, jerseys that looked like they were made out of paper bags. YMCA. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. And now it's like now it's an event, you know. You have the entire Sun squad there sitting courtside with James Jones, Monty Williams. You have Javon Carter sitting with the Suns, you know, just again, you know, showcasing that that culture that the Suns have developed. You have Devin Booker sitting there after coming off winning a gold medal for team USA. Chris Paul's there. I mean, it's just, it's become an event and I think they're all there because it's campaign's birthday. So shout out to campaign. Happy 27th birthday, brother. Uh, and thank you for resigning with the Suns. But uh, you're, you're right. It's become kind of a, like a little place to be now for NBA players.
1: Yeah. And uh, Javon Carter was there. What's funny was uh Payne talked about how he planned that birthday like mid season. So uh, because Javon's not because he's not on the team anymore. So it's kind of sad, but he's like, whether or not I play for the suns, I wanted to celebrate my birthday here. And he's playing for the suns. It's crazy to think like he might've been on another team, but no, he's back with Phoenix.
0: No, he's back with Phoenix. So yeah, plenty of talk about, you know, it is only summer league, but you know what? It's it's nice to do a postgame show again, Matthew. I mean, it is and, and you know, no offense to Saul or Dave or Espo, you know, but it's kind of <laughs> nice just you and me, you know, we, we can talk and give our opinions uh, this yeah. entire time and maybe one of them will pop on. Who knows? I mean, we're just so used to having them around on the show. Who knows? But if you are joining us live on YouTube, we truly appreciate it. Make sure you follow the show on Twitter at Suns Jam. You can follow me on Twitter at Darth Voida. You can follow Matthew on Twitter. Uh, Matthew Lissy, and if if you if you happen to be watching on the YouTube, make sure that you do us a favor and you go ahead and you hit that subscribe button. You hit that little uh, notifications button and hit the like button too. While you're here, we appreciate that. Uh, you can become an elite Jamster by clicking the join button or following the link in the description. Feel free to donate to the show via the super chat. So maybe we can use some of that money to go up to Vegas and, and cover one of these games right afterwards from the Thomas and Mack Center up there in Vegas. If you're listening to the pod, please subscribe, rate and review review wherever you're getting the pod uh, for all your Phoenix favorite Phoenix Suns content. And if you leave a 5-star review on Apple Podcasts, we'll actually read it right here on the show and guess what? We're going to we're going to kick off the show doing that, Matthew. So here's okay. the first one. This is from Mike Shumway it says best podcast for Suns fans. John and Matthew are the best pair of homegrown organic Suns fans and super team of podcasters. Ah, oh, thanks Mike. Uh, I found their podcast on the Brightside network and had to follow them over on their new network. They are super down to earth and have true insight into all things Suns. I've watched them as fortune tellers saying what changes need to be happen by Monty and lo and behold, the next game Monty would make the changes and the Suns would win. I really enjoy the mashups with the other podcasters like Dave Espo, and saw during the finals. John and Matthew even got me through some hard times after the finals and gave me hope in next season. John and Matthew, please keep it up. Your work is appreciated and needed. This is truly the best podcast for Suns fans. That that touches my heart, Matthew. That,
1: that was beautiful. You know it that was. was well well worded, a lot of words, and uh, it was well worth it.
0: We, we appreciate that, Mike. We also have uh, New Hope Manny says, "Great pod, you guys are fantastic. Great content format. Love the real language. <laughs> long time, <laughs> long time Suns fans. Now living in the Philly area, ball boy for the team in '78 to to '82. So Thank you, I've, New Hope Manny.
1: I've always wanted to be a ball boy. I always was told when I was little. By my uncle back then, that I'm going to get you to be a ball boy. It never happened. That would have been amazing. But could congrats you, with, with, man. Could have been hanging out with Manny.
0: He could have showed you. And the last five star review from Apple Podcasts. This is from Gant Tizzle. Best show. I love these guys. They're the absolute best. Just a couple of diehard Suns fans like myself. So it's easy to relate. So, you know, again, thank you to everybody who is providing us those five star reviews on Apple Podcasts. We truly appreciate it. Uh, Matthew, you popping a beer tonight before we get this bad
1: boy started? No, it's Sunday night, man. Just gonna water, water my soul down.
0: This is uh, it's summer league and it's Arizona, so it's August. So neither of us are drinking beer. You gotta hydrate, folks. Remember, the first rule of Fight Club is to hydrate. The second rule of fight club is sunscreen. And the third rule is you don't talk about fight club. So something <laughs> in love that order, that, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, I was just starting that movie the other night, but I didn't finish it. So oh, man, so I think good. You're close, man.
0: So good. Well, on that note, we're gonna go ahead and kick off this pod and talk about this game one of the Summer League for your Phoenix Suns. So, yeah, it's Summer League. And, yeah, I took notes during this game. I took a ton of notes during this game, which I kind of uh, found was a little funny. Um, But I'll tell you this, Matthew. You know, first thing I'll say just right off the bat is I already missed the international officiating. I feel like there's so many more whistles than I'm used to watching for the past two weeks, right?
1: Yes. Thank you for saying that because as soon as the first whistle was blown after – actually, it was earlier today. I was watching one of the earlier games. Mm -hmm. non foul drove to the rim, got a foul called, didn't, wasn't even touched. I'm like, I miss the Olympic refereeing. Yeah, I do.
0: (laughs) I do as well. I was just like, (laughs) yeah, "Um, man, I really just, you know, all these little kind of ticky tack little bit of contact kind of fouls after watching team USA in the Olympics uh, and seeing Devin Booker and JaVale McGee, both Phoenix Suns go and win that gold. I really grew an appreciation for that FIBA officiating. And yeah, okay. It's good to know. That i'm not the only one yeah. to notice that uh but we do have a few new segments that we're going to debut here on this first uh post game show and the first one is it's you know i always like to have a one question for you matthew to ask right at the beginning of the pod and it wasn't the international refereeing i just brought that up because it was the first thing i wrote down in my notes but here's a new segment matthew i got to ask so this is the segment where I ask Matthew a question, and I got to ask you this this one right off the bat, brother. What does summer league
1: mean to you? Oh, hold on, I just gotta. I need a second after I first see these clips. I just need a second to gather myself. What was the question again? Can you please ask? What does summer league mean to you? <laughs> um, it just means if I had to go into this, it's just enjoyment of the new players to watch, dude. What's really cool is watching the other teams too. Of course we love watching the Suns, but you want to see the higher picks play. So just the enjoyment of it and nothing comes out of it. Nothing really comes out nothing. of it. I know A lot of people think like, Oh, it doesn't matter. Sometimes it does. Lonzo will throw up the triple double summer league season, but he's still a good player. So something came out of that. Maybe nothing comes out of it. Really. It's just fun to watch.
0: Yeah, I think I, you know, obviously I agree with you. I love basketball. We both love basketball. That's why we have a basketball podcast. But it's just watching guys who are just trying to break on through to the other side. You know, pull a Jim Morrison and do just that. And I think that it gives you some excitement. Obviously, for Suns fans, we've become very accustomed to Summer League over the past half decade because of all the lottery picks that we had. And so this is kind of fun to watch a Summer League knowing that you're not seeing a preview of your starting lineup. It's not like Josh Jackson out there with DeAndre Ayton and Cobo and Mikael Bridges. You know, it's like that we had pretty much like our starting lineup in the summer league for multiple seasons. But that's, you know, I agree with you that it's it's an opportunity to see some guys and see if the development is occurring to see if there's things that you're looking for and to see if they actually come to fruition with some of these guys. You know, you, you mentioned LaMelo, LiAngelo Ball. He dropped like 18 points and was like five for eight shooting today, you know? So it's like it's these little moments that, to your point, really don't mean anything. But it is an opportunity for not only players, but head coaches like Brian Randall, who's currently an assistant coach for the Phoenix Suns, uh, who is coaching the Phoenix Suns in the Summer League, to navigate and to develop their skill set, to see sticks to see Tyshawn Alexander to see a lot of international players and G leaguers come to a team like the Phoenix that the Phoenix Suns has constructed in this format and to see if anybody just has that skill set that's going to allow them to you know again break on through none of these guys that are not named Tyshawn Alexander or Jalen Smith are going to play for the Phoenix Suns this year but Jalen Smith, the other one, the Jalen Smith with an extra E might have an opportunity to put something on film to where he could end up playing for a team this year. And we'll be like, oh, yeah, I remember that guy. He was playing in a summer league for the Phoenix Sun. So, you know, what is summer league? I just think that it's it, it's a good opportunity to really just enjoy some basketball, not too seriously uh, and see who's coming up and, and see how your draft picks or your second year guys are doing and uh, Zona hoops, you know, our good buddy Zona hoops who joined the podcast during the draft uh, era that we had here that, you know, one pod uh, he's, he did tweet this out today. And I want to preface this important reminder, summer league performances don't mean anything unless it fits the agenda you are pushing. And that is ever so true because none of it really matters. But if something happens, if you're sitting there like, listen, I need Jalen sticks to dominate the paint. And then he comes out and he has a performance like tonight where he ends up having a total of 12 rebounds. You're like, that's exactly what did I want to see. None of it truly matters. But that being said, we have a podcast, so we're going to overanalyze everything because that's just what we
1: do. Yeah, and who would have known if we'd be doing a post-game podcast for Summer League? But that, But it's a very important thing for all these players to be playing well, right? It gets to the point, like tonight's game, where it's just like they're playing for their basketball lives. Like you said, Jalen Smith... Tyshawn Alexander, who knows if they'll even be a son next year. I mean, you can even see it in the comments right now about the trades, about how we just got to get the veteran in there, maybe trade in for market and just really weird things. I mean, it it might come true. It might not. Jalen Smith might play his way into the lineup. I know they're really high on him, but it might not work out. But all these guys, they'll play wherever else. They might not be in the NBA, but all this tape, all this film, the coaches that are there are really paying attention. And it's almost like, do... For a player, I was going to ask you, I know we just did the Matthew Ass segment, but for a player to be playing this game in Summer League, is it hard, do you think, for these guys to play unselfish basketball? Just because, you know, like NBA 2K, when you play 2K, you're, you're my player. You got to pump those stats up and stuff to get the player grade at the end of those, the like the three games you usually play before you get drafted. I feel like it's like that, you know, in a way where these players want to seem like they're unselfish, make the right plays, but also get those points, those stats up. So I don't, it's, I feel like it's a hard in between, but you see it a lot tonight where these guys might just be kind of ball hogs in a way, just mm-hmm. to get those stats up in the film that, that the, uh, the coaches can kind of digress and go in and just see how these players really are. But it must be a weird situation for these guys, dude. Basketball lives are on the line.
0: It's a great observation, and I feel like it's absolutely true. You know, I mean, you look overall at how the Suns performed tonight, and they had 14 assists on 27 total made field goals, and you just didn't see at the end of the game a lot of ball movement. It was a lot of that iso ball. I mean, one of those last plays, uh, I don't know the guy's name, um, but he drove to the rim and had three guys on him, and he got the foul, and, I, you know, at the same time, like good quality basketball is you pass out of that situation mm-hmm. because there's obviously a mismatch somewhere, but he wanted to go for kind of the highlight, if you will. And, uh, he unfortunately didn't come through. It was uh, Tyshawn Alexander. It was, was it Tyshawn? It, I, no, I don't, but think it was Jalen.
1: It was Jalen Smith with the two E's that they kept calling him Tyshawn Alexander all night in the first half. Did you notice oh, that? Yeah. oh Yeah. Yo. Yeah. The whole killer time. First half and the whole time. Like they're like, Oh, that, that, was, that was
0: literally something I wrote down my in my notes. I go, there's two Smiths, two Alexanders, and one completely confused Mark Jones calling the game. Because <laughs> he had no idea. Because then you have Tyshawn Alexander's number zero, and Jalen Smith with two E's is had two zeros. So he didn't know what the hell was going on. Uh but yeah, I think it was one one of those. It was Alexander Smith. You know, you, you say that and in any aspect or any highlight of this game, and you're probably not wrong because they also were like the four leading scorers for the Suns. It was like Alexander, let's see. So leading the, the Suns in scoring tonight is, uh let's see, Frazier, oh, uh, Jalen Smith, and yeah. then you had uh, other Jalen Smith, and then you had Tyshawn Alexander, and then you had other Tyshawn Alexander. I mean, it's just like, yeah, it, it's got to be really confusing for like Mark Jones. And when Doris Bur- Burke is correcting you, you know you done fucked up.
1: I know, and honestly, like they're there to have a good time. They're like, yeah, we'll look at the these yeah. players later. Yeah, we'll just look at the numbers on their jersey. But it's funny how you can just set Twitter off right away. And I was <laughs> looking for something I'm like, are they are they getting this right? Am I missing something? I had to double check. But yeah, double zero, Jalen Jalen Smith is it Jalen yeah. or Jalen? It's, it's, it's Jalen. Okay,
0: but the difference is, and and, and Jalen Smith had mentioned it in an interview that he had it uh, prior to summer league beginning on Friday. He said. There's no confusion because everyone calls me sticks. So it's, it's no yeah. confusion on the court or anything like that. But, you know, looking at this game, some of the things that I wrote down, you know, the first thing was uh, Tyshawn Alexander looked really impressive. I was kind of surprised that he didn't start. Did you notice that? And did you care?
1: Uh, no, I didn't really care. Um, <laughs> I just, the it doesn't... that's the
0: correct answer to everything.
1: Yeah. I mean, a lot of this isn't, you can't take like, too much from it but you would think he would be especially uh we t- already talked about zona how he did the interview with Tyshawn and how coming into this game you know it spotlights on those two so him not starting is kind of a weird thing at first to think about but in the end i feel like he was on the floor how many minutes was he actually on 21 minutes so yeah. he was up there minutes fourth on the team so he still got his minutes so i don't think it's starting is really a big deal no i
0: don't either and i did like how he played he went four for nine from the field uh, 11 points two assists, uh, three rebounds. And again, you know, I'm not going to sit here and quote the box score as as something that says, hey, this is good or, hey, this is bad. It's more about the eye test when it comes to the summer league because you can go like Tyshawn. He went one for five from the field, uh, from three, but at the same time, like, they were good-looking shots. They just didn't fall. Uh, I really don't care. I just want to see him get to those open spots. And what I found was kind of fun and interesting about him was the way that he was controlling the offense, the way that he played with confidence tonight, the way he was navigating, not only the pick and roll, but running some of the Devin Booker plays, he was doing those high handoffs to you know mid-range jumpers. He was kind of playing more of the two-guard Devin Booker role, and I thought that was kind of interesting because obviously, given his height and the way and his role at Creighton, he was more of the distributor. Uh, did you notice that he was you know just really kind of throwing the ball down and and playing well in those different sets?
1: I did notice one thing was when he would be, uh, when he was off to the right or the left of the basket, he was trying to use the glass, which is something that I feel like Booker does a lot. So there was a time when someone mentioned it during the broadcast, but I'm like, I kind of got the same feeling too. I mean, when you're sitting there watching from the sideline last year, who are you going to, I mean, you're going to get a lot. They talked about Chris Paul in the Zona and the Zona Hoops interview, but you hear Mm -hmm. a lot from him, but who are you trying to base your game off of? It would be a Booker, right? You want to learn from him the most for, to like to kind of develop that play, um, but to be honest, because I was watching, I was writing like the sticks overview from the game and what yeah. I was just watching, I was watching basically him the whole game, me too, <laughs> so, me too. And we have a segment okay, for, for him, okay? For me to focus on these guys, it was kind of difficult. Something's like, Oh, I'll rewatch the game later, but no, there's another game tomorrow, and
0: yeah. Really and we'll be live again <laughs> tomorrow, right after this, so <laughs> not gonna watch oh, this. Oh, I won't be able to
1: watch it, I don't think. Oh, no, no NBA TV over
0: here. It's on an NBA TV. Trust me, Matthew, we'll figure it out. Trust me on Mm -hmm. that. Um, But yeah, Tyshawn Alexander, I just I really think that, you know, he's somebody who has embraced his role on this team, noting that he is somebody who does understand the Suns uh, system and has definitely a lot of exposure to that through last season Uh, is obviously somebody who plays the same position as Chris Paul. So he understands what those expectations are. And you can see him, you know, early on, running those sets and understanding where he's supposed to be on the court. Again, the back end of this game, as you mentioned, hero ball kind of takes over. Everybody's just trying to put up their stats and put something on film. So maybe the Orlando Magic will pick them up. So that kind of disintegrated later in the game. But I just, I was impressed with the way that he looked. Uh, You know, I was also impressed with the fact that um it looked like there was a guy out there who was dragon bender i saw number 35 yeah. tall white dude i yeah. was like oh my god dragon was Bender's that out there playing harkins or it's Hankins? zachary hankins and he actually looked hankins, pretty good harkins. man <laughs> yeah zachary yeah, Hark- harkins did. hankins yeah he looked good didn't he did he look better than bender <laughs> he did look better than Bender. he was more
1: physical than bender he you would, know yeah, and he actually looked like he was talking on the court because I remember Bender all the time would just be walking back and you know, mouth yes. to his uh, mouth down, like chin to his uh chest. Like he just never really talked a lot. But this guy seemed like he was feeling it out there. I liked it. He took up a lot of space out there, and was getting some of those rebounds. His effort out there was awesome. So it's fun to watch those players, right? Yes, I'm slobbering it's- over here. <laughs> I just yeah, you don't really know who they are coming into this game. I don't know every anybody but Ty or Jalen, but just to watch him out there, just really, really battle is just—it's fun. It makes it for an entertaining game.
0: Yeah, I was looking. It looks like he's a guy who played in the, in the Israeli league, which is you know one of the top leagues in the in the world. You know, yeah, nation, the country, what in the world? Uh, and he's somebody who you know again played physical, and I think that that is something that when it comes to the summer league, you definitely notice because I feel like it is typically dominated by guard play. Uh, I think a lot of the big guys, you know, look, looking at some of the games earlier today, I was watching the Detroit versus uh, Thunder game with Cade Cunningham mm-hmm. and Killian Hayes, and they ended up losing that one because Killian Hayes just throws the ball away a lot, man. I was really kind of yeah, surprised.
1: I Yeah, did you forget about him? I did. No, I, I, I like, definitely oh.
0: remembered who he is. I wanted him no, to I know who he draft is, him last I year. Forgot.
1: Yeah, I know, because KOC was like, this guy's going to be the best guy out of the draft, and I just saw him throwing the ball away. I'm like, what is going on like, with this really guy? really bad but passes. It's Summer League, so... Yeah, but very still true. Make those, those passes have to be made. So. <laughs> I know you got to so. make those passes.
0: <laughs> uh, but yeah, Hankins playing really good. But I think, you know, yeah. obviously the one guy that everybody has their eyes on is Sticks. The Sticks Summer League Report.
1: Mm. So here mm, we are. Mm. You got an the, accent going, huh?
0: Yeah. Was so oh, that you? No. So I found essentially what you can do on the internet is you can go find these websites where you can type in text and then have okay. it say like what you want in different accents. I found one where it's like I can get Kevin Harlan to say it. Uh but it yeah. just didn't sound right because it's like s- s- sticks. It was all messed up. But I've also been watching <laughs> Ted Lasso all weekend which t- is uh Jason Sudeikis is have you seen it?
1: No, but I, everyone loves it. Dude, Everybody loves so that show.
0: so But obviously, it's a show that takes place over in England, so I've been listening to little English accents all weekend, so I'm just like, I'm going to get the Sticks. Summerly report, I is in there. The Sticks six looks like he's English. He could he? be. He could be. He kind of looks like one of the guys yeah. who plays for uh, uh, AFC. Uh, I forget the name of it. Oh, my God. I've been watching it all week. What is the name of their team? Richmond. AFC Richmond. Mm-hmm. We've totally digressed Uh, (laughs) the sticks summer league report. So I'll, I'll kick this segment off that we'll be doing throughout summer league here with you, Matthew. I'm just Mm going to ask you the, you know, the one question, what are you looking for
1: from sticks during this summer league? What he showed really is just, (laughs) how is he from three? Cause that's the one thing I remember, you know, he's a three point shooter. What was he over 40% coming out of college? Uh, Incorrect yes he was no there's no wasn't. way he was not Guarantee yes he was he wasn't. okay well, we'll look it up wasn't. someone in oh. the, someone some of the jamster looked that up because i swear he's a 40 i know because i
0: literally just i wrote a piece on him the other day and i was talking was he about 38 or something no it was like 32
1: what i thought yeah, he was a three-point shooter
0: yeah this is where i'm I'm sorry to interrupt like yeah. what you're looking for but uh because i'm like looking for it so he
1: shot 32.3 percent in college oh in three Buddy. Okay. Well, I thought maybe, okay. Uh, We'll just cut this part from the pod. (laughs) But I was looking from the three because, honestly, he shot. I mean, how many did he even shoot? Okay, so he went... Freaking two for eight so shooting two, two for, eight, for eight you would get the frustration of me thinking oh he's a good three-point shooter from college why can't he make these but a lot of them just seem kind of like hey like i'm gonna throw him up there especially in the beginning he seemed like eight in a way to where he was down the block the mismatches were there but the ball was not getting to him so he seemed like okay i'll just throw up a three i'll just see how that feels and i mean he was two for eight he airballed i think three of them including the game the game-winning shaggy airball which is fine i don't yeah it doesn't matter as long as it didn't go to overtime who yes. cares i'm glad it's yes. a one point yeah but so i was looking for that and just how he did on defense and offensive rebounding defensive rebounding and you know, how he would look in the paint in the paint we didn't really see too much but the offensive rebounding was actually pretty impressive and one thing that surprised me was just the way he was on the fast break filling the lanes that dunk he is a dunker right Aiden is not a dunker Jalen Smith wants to mm-hmm. throw it down oh yeah he does that dunk on the fast break was amazing so it's like things like that what was I looking for the three-point shooting because he shot 40 percent coming out of college <laughs> and then how he would do on the block offensive rebounding and things of that nature but I didn't even know about the way he was on fast breaks and how smart he was to fill the lanes and how quick he was on offense you know defensively We The talk was laterally, he can't move, of course. Shot blocking, he whiffed on a few, but the hustle was there. So there's a lot to take from it, but my my favorite thing is just the fast breaks, how he can even take the ball, get the ball, get the team going on offense, or else just run the fast break and get that dunk.
0: Well, and that's what I'm looking for from Sticks is I'm just looking for hustle and effort. You know, again, I'm not looking for the big box scores. I'm not looking for him to chuck up a bunch of threes. In fact, I'd like to actually see the opposite of that. I really want to see his presence in the paint because, as I noted, he shot 32.3% from three in college. And if you look at how he played last season, he ended up shooting a total of 20, what was it, 23.5% from three last year. Now, granted, this is a very small sample size. Okay, if you look at his totals last year, he went four for 17 from three. Okay, so it's not like he's, you know, shooting 300 threes a a year and only making, you know, like 50 of them. But at the same time, like I want to see the presence in the paint and uh, coach Brian Randall before the game said that every time he steps on the court, hopefully he's growing and learning and he's feeling the game out. But it's not a situation where we want him to score 30 and say, hey, you got to shoot 20 shots a night. That's not what we're looking at. It's not what we emphasize. That's not what we value. We want him to just get his motor going and feel the game. To your point, Matthew, you know, that's what we want from sticks is we just want to see that high motor. And I feel like I was robbed of that a little bit tonight. I feel like he's an easy guy to defend. He lives in the right corner. And Doris Burke was saying it at the end of the game and it's something that if you watch, like I wrote it early in the game, I'm like, he's just living on the right corner. He's not set any screens. He mm-hmm. set a few screens. But again, if this is a guy who's going to be your four or your five, you don't want him to be Mikhail Bridges. He do- He was playing essentially the Mikhail Bridges role tonight where he just stood in the three point corner. And if he had an opportunity, and the ball was passed to him. He would take the three and he would miss it. And that's what I want to see from Sticks. And obviously, you know, yes, I'm being overly critical. We have a pod, so that's what we do. You know, we're overly critical on the summer league game. Obviously, he played well. You know, I'm not going to put it all in the stats, but he did have, what, like 15 and 12 or something. So he was efficient. He When the team started getting out and running, that's where you saw Sticks really try to, you know, exude his effort. But outside of that, on offense, dude, he was like on Sticks Island over there in the
1: corner and not setting any screens. Yeah, and I actually I noted that too in the beginning. It's like, um, where's he like what are you trying to do in offense? You're standing in the corner. But the the thing that I noticed was he has a knack for getting to the ball, getting to the rim quickly. Like he makes up a lot of room fast so he'll get to the rim like the shot clock was coming down on one possession and he knows it so the shots gonna go up so then what he does is he gets to the rim he finds a mismatch he tries to like avoid the box out and he got the those offensive rebounds early so that's something that was kind of cool otherwise i know what you're saying because him standing in the corner it's like what's the point of all of this man what is what are you what are you trying to do here mm-hmm. i know they're not really going to have a lot of plays in summer league to run in the and the the pick and roll situations and stuff like that but I don't want him to sit in the corner just as much as you, like Mikael Bridges. And he reminds me of him. So it's like kind of get to the rim. But then I don't even know if he has the moves to get to the rim. But just cutting or something like that would have been nice to see. But I did like Precisely. him just kind of crash, crashing the boards when he could. So that was the one thing to make up for. Otherwise, I would have been like, what is he doing? Otherwise, well, it would have been a very, very big negative.
0: I feel on defense, you know, that's where his presence was felt a little bit more. He, he would crash the boards on defense. He would have the shooters in the corner so he could cheat a little bit and crash. Uh, But on offense, I saw him just kind of stand out there a long time and it would, you know, he wouldn't go crash those boards. Now he ended up with four offensive boards, but I really feel like, you know, you you hit a good point. I would like to see him cut a little bit more. And knowing that Tyshawn Alexander was running point, they ran a screen and roll with sticks and Tyshawn Alexander one time. I was like, okay. You know, I'm like, Rubbing my hands again. I'm like, here we go. And it ended up being a turnover. Cause it was a bad pass by Tyshawn Alexander to Jalen Smith. He tried to bounce pass instead of kind of <laughs> yeah, going over yeah. the, over the top where he had a good opportunity to do so. And, you know, again, that's why summer league is what it is. It's an opportunity to learn, but I feel like, you know, again, from a motor standpoint, from an effort standpoint, I'd like to see sticks move around the court a little bit more, you know, try some screens, try some back screens to free himself up, try some cuts, try some post-ups. We didn't see him post up at all tonight. And again, 6'10, you know, he's got that big, those big, broad shoulders like Caleb Dressel, looking like he just won, you know, some Olympic golds over in Tokyo. Like he has the opportunity to at least try some of these things. And to your point, we don't know what his interior moves look like because he's never played on the interior for the Suns. He's always standing out, camped out behind the line. So, you know, those are a couple Mm -hmm. things that I noticed. Uh, You know, I also noticed that he's extremely long. When you see him running and he's got to kind of got this weird little hop when he runs but his arms are just so damn long it is mikhail bridges s. Mm-hmm. uh what you know what do you think about how he looked at least physically on the court
1: oh he looked a lot better i mean body language itself was way better so whatever he did last season early in the season the, the few minutes he had he always just looked so lost right didn't know what to do i think he fell on the floor a few times because he just didn't have the footing he seemed like a different person i don't know if he actually gained weight or just, you know, some more muscle. He looked a little bit bigger, but maybe that's just my eyes deceiving me because he's playing it against the the scrawnier, like, smaller players in the NBA, the ones that aren't really fit and cut out to make it. So maybe that's the thing. But his length, like, even when he jumps up for a rebound and he mistimed it, like, tonight there was one. He is his leg, his arm is still up so though. yeah like a big, the- a big spoon just just ready to just but he can swarm the ball easily i think underneath the rim like anytime he is even being matched out or boxed out. He can use those arms not to go up over the top of somebody, but to go around them or just kind of deflect it, tip it up in the air. So I see that as something that he can work on. But just a correct, a, I think he was trying to box, get down on, on the block early on offense. And like I mentioned earlier, it was kind of like Aiden where he just wasn't getting it. So I think he just kind of gave up because I feel like these players might not trust it like they did with Aiden where they didn't trust Aiden, but mm-hmm. maybe they're just not trusting it like their past. They're just not used to the situation. Just like the screen and rolls. If you're going to set a screen and the bad pass by Tyshawn, that's a turnover because that takes practice. It takes a lot working with that guy. Just like Chris Paul was so good with it with Saric for some reason, because they knew each other well on the pick and roll. But I just, I think when you're trying to do that with guys that haven't really played together, it's going to be, you're not going to see it be so efficient that way. Mm
0: -hmm. No, you're absolutely right. And that's, you know, again, that's why you see a lot of that isolation ball in summer league, just because there's not enough time to truly develop any sense of chemistry. I mean, you look at the Phoenix suns, when Chris Paul came and joined the team, it took them 16 to 20 games to even just kind of have a good understanding of their offense. These are a bunch of guys who are thrown together. A lot of them from the G league, a lot of them from overseas. So, I mean, sticks has kind of fallen into, what he knows. And he's used to kind of being a tertiary option on uh, in garbage time. So he stands in the corner. And again, that's where I'm really looking in these next couple games is for Brian Randall to look at from a coaching standpoint, review some of the film with him and be like, Hey man, like this is what I need from you. I need a little bit more physicality. I need a little bit more uh, of you on offense outside of fast breaks, exuding that effort. Cause I feel like, again, you know, he was on a camping trip tonight and he hung out, he built a nice little fire, used some sticks, built a nice little fiber, got warmed by it. And then, you know, obviously, uh, again, eight, eight, eight of his shots from three, that's not where I want to see him develop. And yeah, that's exactly. Something that's nice. You know, obviously, if he develops into a three-point shooting big like that. But we need him. We need a big. We need somebody who can get down in that paint and get dirty. And I, I doubt this is a a preview of things to come permanently for him. I just think that, you know, first time on the basketball court and the competitive nature in quite some time for him. So he's just kind of going to fall back into what he expects and what he knows. And then from there, he's going to grow that game. And again, that's what these games are for.
1: Mm -hmm. And I I totally agree. And I think the way he's going to go into the next game, he'll probably make the adjustments, but what's so tough for a guy like him. It's like if you're not getting the ball down close to the basket, where I feel like it's you know it's easier for him to score. Of course, mm-hmm. to get from the three point line to where you want to go is something that a- Aiton doesn't even know how to do yet, even though we yeah. saw like glimpses of it. So I'm just I'm just even Mikkel Bridges, like it took him a while, it took him a couple seasons to really get that little um, the little jumper in the lane that he really pulled off this year. So it's it's difficult for these guys to be like, what's the first move? What what could I do here? Especially when they're bigger, longer, and not used to those kind of situations. So hey, just jack it up from three maybe I'm not going to get the ball again. So if I make a couple threes, it'll look better, right? Maybe that's of course. something that's going on in his head. Who knows? Well,
0: and he also had that three-point point like and one, and that was pretty impressive. After, that, uh, Crowder, that, like, that yeah, Jay that, Crowder? Yeah, that, he pulled the Jay Crowder right yeah. after he ran the fast-break dunk. So, I mean, it was impressive. Uh, again, we're nitpicking because that's what we do, because mm-hmm. it is. The Sticks Summer League Report. I feel like it's Visual. like James James Bond, you know, that's like Q. Yeah, it is. She's like right. she's like all right Q, this is what we think. In it. Fuck about. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh.
0: Sorry, I just Ted Lasso is so good, man. You got to check that out. <laughs> I watched now that I need Apple
1: TV, Yeah. Though, right? Yeah, all you need is the app though for oh. Apple TV.
0: That's the best thing. Like I got the oh, app. Oh, really? I don't yeah. have to... You don't need like a hard like plug into a TV thing. I watched that in like sh- sh- but pay for it, right? It's 5 bucks a month. It's worth it, dude. I'm telling you. Watch Star
1: Peacock. Ted. I'm already gonna get rid of it because I yeah, already I'm watched a, The Office yep. again and then the Olympics are over, so I'm getting rid of it. Yep, I literally <laughs> I, I got I got the peacock literally that's to it.
0: watch Olympic basketball. I've already mm-hmm. canceled it. I'm like, that's I, that's all I needed cool. it for. Wow. But you gotta watch Ted Lasso and then it's 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 called like Sprigadoon or something. Schmigadoon. Okay. it's uh with Cecily Strong and it's uh got Lauren, it's produced by Lauren Michaels. It's really, really good. It makes fun of like uh it's it's Keenan Ivan Wayne's or Keen Keenan,
1: I forget their names.
0: The guy who's like double A Ron.
1: Mm, not sure, man. I'm sorry, dude. Oh man. Keenan. Yeah. Keenan. <laughs> Key, Key Peel. Is that who you're no, talking about? Key what are Michael you about?
0: Key Michael P I don't I suck with names. I know. Oh this from so Jumanji, the
1: cop? The cop from Jumanji.
0: <sighs> the guy who had the show with uh, the other guy, Key and Peel.
1: Yeah, it's Key and Peel. What I said. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Key. The one that made Key. us.
0: Key. Yeah, no, Peel made us. <laughs>
1: Oh my God! This yeah, is I always get it confused. This is horrible. Too. I'm so sorry, people who are. watching. I'm really bad with names. It's, no, it's, it's fine. It's a really
0: good show, though. Apple. All Apple, right. Yeah, Michael. I'll Michael, check it out. Michael Keegan, like Tim and Michael Cecily Keegan. Strong, and they get they get stuck in a musical. It's actually really really good. So,
1: well, um, honestly, if we're just really quick, if yep. we're talking about shows, just you yeah. got to watch Suicide Squad because I I watched it <laughs> twice. That's right. what I heard. I, Shannon told me you watched I, it. I really twice. liked it. It was. Fun. I'm gonna check it out. Know. It's on
0: HBO Max, right? Yeah, yep. I'll check that out probably on Tuesday. Just because okay. the Suns play again tomorrow night. Uh, last thing before we go, it's not it's not the Suns jam session post game pod unless we have a
1: jam star of the game.
0: So reminder to everybody who's watching live: uh, if you stuck through it and you after you got through our Apple Plus uh, conversation, make sure you hit the thumbs up button. And if you're yeah. listening to the pod, it's a good opportunity to remember that it is. Uh, it's a place to subscribe and as well. Yeah, Keegan Michael Key. There you go. Yeah, Easy okay. to remember. Key is the skinny one of the two. Think Skeleton Key. Thank you, Det Nibble. Yes, That's, I'll still oh, always that, remember. But thank you. And it's, I it's always a get really them confused which one. Really was, good they, show. Their names? Their names and Carlos Mormon says uh, Suicide Squad good, better than the other one by far. I heard that this one's like funny on purpose, where the other one was funny by accident. Like it was funny, stupid. Remember we saw that Suicide yeah. Squad in the theater? yeah, it was terrible. It was it terrible. So too. bad.
1: This one, I think it's just, well, it's redone. It's with better actors. John Cena's hilarious. And I just want to say John Cena, better actor. I love The Rock, but he's a better actor than The Rock. He actually has some emotion and he's actually funny. Okay. The Rock is just, I don't know. He'll never get it. So Damn. that's my hot take of the night.
0: Damn, it's 10 o'clock at night. How long is the movie? I might go. I might watch it right after this. It's like two hours. Yeah, you yeah you look at Tom, Tom. No, I work. Thomas Dennett just finished watching it before the pod. This is, this is and great. what do you think, Thomas? Do yeah, what like do you think, Thomas? I oh, loved like he, it. He says loved oh, it. Loved it. Oh, yeah, so. <laughs> we both clicked okay. at the same time. Uh, But who's your jam star of the game?
1: Uh, It was gonna be Jalen Smith. Okay. Um, but He he was <laughs> <looked laughs> pretty nice, man. He looked, like he did, he did. And my first thought was like, okay, here we go. What's gonna happen is we're gonna be like, oh, the the other Jalen Smith is better than the Jalen Smith we're yeah, wanting I know, to right? watch. And, and and pray that he pl- he plays good, but it didn't happen that way because Jalen Smith bounced back. But I'm gonna pick Jalen Smith for sure. I think he had a pretty good showing. It was better than what I thought, like it would be. So I think just for the stats wise and some extra things that I saw with the fast break, it was fun. So I'm gonna give him the award for tonight.
0: Okay, okay. Well, I think that uh, you know, I I, I do respect the uh, the other you know Jalen Smith 2.0. I guess he had the double zero Jalen Smith because. You know, again, he, he looks nice. He's somebody who, you know, if you don't know who he is, he's actually the MVP of the BBL League, which is Germany's highest professional basketball league. He's mm-hmm. the MVP last season. So the, the guy does have some nice game. You know, he had a, he had a couple threes. He had a nice turnaround jumper. Uh, I mean, he was looking nice. But I'm actually going to give it to the birthday boy campaign for his interview, <laughs> rocking the upside-down L.A. hat. Like, I love it. We're playing the Lakers Always. in a summer league game, and this dude's yeah. got an upside-down L.A. Dodgers hat to always throw his little shade at LA. I mean, I absolutely love it. I love that he came back on that muted deal for the Suns, like very tradable contract in the future, but until then a nice backup to Chris Paul. So on his 27th birthday campaign is the jam star of the game. Uh, we cool. do have some love for Hankins in, in, uh, yeah in the chat, you know, understandable, Noticeable. you know, Hankins def- definitely played, I mean, only six points, but you know what? We noticed him. We noticed those six points. So, uh yeah
1: <laughs> yeah and uh, you have to give it up for book to a lot of a lot of he just won the uh the gold medal course and he comes he comes to celebrate the birthday of cameron payne and cheer on jalen smith and it's like 48 hour turnaround what a man like that it's i feel like when you're done playing though when you're booker you don't want to stop playing you don't want to stop being around these guys and just keep playing basketball right i don't think there's really going to be a rest for him going into next year i'm just crazy but I, you might call me crazy, but I feel like he's just going to be right at the gym the next week. Right. Absolutely. Be right back at it with everybody else. He doesn't want to miss the, out. Dude,
0: this guy just loves basketball. I mean, t- yeah. tell me talk about hitting the jackpot on Devin Booker. I mean, we continually Holy I poof. mean, I, I think back to some of our early pods when we were talking about the <laughs> steps that it takes for Devin Booker to become an elite player. And, you know, the first thing was become an all star. And the second thing was like get to the playoffs. And then the third thing was like win in the playoffs. And then, you know, Olympian is something that you throw in there. And not only has he done all that in the past year, but he's right back at the Summer League with his team, being the ultimate team guy, kicking it on his boy's birthday, hanging out, and just wants to be around basketball at all times. Like, he is truly that guy that you want. You know, this is the this was the problem with, like, the Josh Jacksons of the world. You know, Josh Jackson was a guy who had all this talent, exuding talent, but he didn't have the mental game. He didn't have it going on in between the ears, whereas, like, Devin Booker... You know, obviously talented as well, but has it going on in between the ears and is just continually building, uh, you know, the backbone of this culture for this team. And to see him sitting there with his haircut, uh, not having a a headband around it, I was like, dude, welcome back to eBook, man. It was just it's so good to see him, man.
1: It's great. I can't get over having him on the team. I mean, we've, we've been on him a while for a while. Right. I mean, before this season, before last season, it was always just him growing and us watching him just develop and just being like, why can't he do this? Why can't he be better? And he does. He always gets better. And, uh, Man, just to have him on the team and all these guys, even McGee, they're, yeah, McGee won gold too. Yeah. To get him on the team too because of Book, you know, he's, he's like the leader of this team. He's, he's the organization right now. Everything goes through him for sure. Right. I just, I, and there's no better guy in the league than I, I would rather have him Book.
0: No, I completely agree. I mean, the foundation set, you got Chris Paul there. You know, we did see him with uh, the cast on the left hand following mm-hmm. his wrist this surgery. getting but, old? James yeah, because James that. Jones is like, dude, that's what happens when you get old, man. <laughs> Everything hurts. <laughs> Everything hurts. And, like, it hurts a little bit longer. So, you yeah. know, it was really, it was just, it's good to see that. It just makes you smile, man. I mean, that's Sun's culture. Mm-hmm. That's a thing now. And I think that it's something to be proud of. And even though this is a summer league game, that doesn't matter. You know, again, it's an opportunity for you and I to get together and talk suns basketball, hang out with the jamsters in the chat, tell the people who are listening the same thing. You know, you decide to come and hang out with us. That that's what Suns culture is, man. It's all about the ball. And it, it's it's fun to watch that tonight. And it's gonna be fun to watch it continuing uh through this next you know, couple weeks. Uh, summer league ends on the 17th if they win at all. And then we'll have a little bit of that kind of downtime as the Suns you know have an off-season. Booker might have some sense of an off, se- off season offseason before the preseason and training camp and all that stuff begins.
1: Yeah, man, so, let's go day let's, one. Let's do this. It.
0: So uh, I think we'll wrap this up then. Uh, Jamsters who just decided to join us. Thank you. Make sure you subscribe while you're here. Smash that like button. You can become an elite Jamster by clicking the join button or following the link in the description. If you're listening to the pod, make sure you subscribe rate and review to the pod, wherever you're consuming it for all your favorite Phoenix Suns content. Again, if you're doing that on Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star review, and we'll read it right here on the pod. Just a reminder to everybody, if you enter the code SUNSJAM at checkout for any of your online orders at shopjustsports.com, you'll get 15% off your purchase. Just let them know we sent you. Again, that's promo code SUNSJAM when checking out at shopjustsports.com. We'll see you again live after the game tomorrow against the Utah Jazz. Until then, everybody have a great night, and go watch Suicide Squad, apparently.
1: Yep, and go watch everything tonight, all right? Just take tomorrow off and just watch. Binge, all right? Everyone go home and love your family. All
0: right, we'll see you tomorrow night, everybody. Take care.